0: Hey there, welcome to the Literary Escape Podcast. I'm your host, Becky, and I'm glad you're here today. Today we're continuing our holiday season on the Literary Escapes Podcast, and I've got an author for you who's going to share one of her books, one of her holiday books, so let's jump right in. Welcome back to the Literary Escapes Podcast, and today I have another author that's gonna share her holiday books with us. So welcome, Barbara Barrett
1: hello there and thank you for having me.
0: yeah, i'm so excited to have you back cuz i did have you on a couple of months ago and we talked all about your cozy mysteries. so i'm i'm excited yes, to have you and back. and i
1: appreciated that. thank you.
0: yeah. so i just kind of said it. but tell tell us what kind of books that you like to write.
1: well, i have been writing cozy mysteries for over two years maybe yeah uh, over three years now i prior to that time i wrote contemporary romance okay. i have uh, 11 books in uh, 11 romances and and two novellas in romance wow. and then i decided to put that aside for a while i haven't given up on it entirely um in fact i will be reissuing um six of my romances that I'm getting my rights back to in the next year so that's that's on the horizon for 2023 I love writing cozy mysteries I'm on my second series right now the nailed it home reno series that's that's very that got its inspiration it's not based on but it got its inspiration from the the HGTV show good bones okay Um, the mother and daughter pair that that work on on home renovation. So um, but I'm not I'm not going to talk about that today. I'm going to go back to my first series, which is my Mahjong mystery series. As I'm a Mahjong aficionado, I learned how to play that when I first retired. And I was here in Florida by myself because my husband remained back home in Iowa for five years. I, I saw him throughout that. Time. Yeah, yeah, I, I that was one of the things I learned to do. And I, I made a lot of friends from that. I still have a lot of friends from that. And that seemed to be a natural niche for me to go to when I decided it was time to start writing Cozy Mysteries. I think so, that's a fun, that's a
0: really fun and uh, unique niche for Cozy Mysteries. I like that.
1: Well, I hope so. I like the unique, <laughs> um, yes. And the, another unique part about it is that I, it features four lead point of view characters they take turns being the lead for each story
0: okay because uh, usually cozy mysteries have like the one that's real right. yes. person so it's got four that's interesting i like yes.
1: that well and because i'm doing this as, as an indie published author i can break some rules or go against exactly the things that are traditional so i've got some romance in these too. Nice. not 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 heated like it is in in my romances but um but i i do have some of that Fun. But um, anyhow, yes, I'm I'm now writing cozy mysteries. I'm in the, I will soon have my fifth in my Renault series out, and I I stopped for the time being at nine with the Mahjong mysteries. Okay, but I've got some ideas to come back, uh, and do uh, Mahjong mysteries two point sometime in the future. So nice. It's, it's got to be
0: kind of fun to go back and forth or to have something new to work on. So. I can well, see And I feel people... like my
1: my ladies in the in the first uh, series are just sitting on the sidelines, going, "What? What? Where are you? Why did you do this to us? <laughs> what about you us? Left yeah. us in the lurch? <laughs> you think you settled that in the ninth book, but you really didn't. There's more things we want to do." So, oh. um, anyhow,
0: that's so fun. I love that. I love how authors have several authors have commented that their characters talk to them and oh, yeah. say they want different things, and I just. I think that is so interesting. I love that. So we're here to talk about holidays, and yes. I wanted to see if you have a favorite holiday memory or tradition that you'd like to share with us.
1: I do. I actually I have two, so I'll be I'll be brief with no each. Problem. Yeah. The one is more recent. Um, it's well, not that recent because it started about fifty years ago. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's not that's not super um, recent. <laughs> no, well. I, I thought it started with my grandchildren, but it started with my children. Um, I I have no idea where this came from, but one day I, cause I was not, I didn't do much needlepoint. I think I had started some and kind of had the idea, but I decided I would design a needlepoint stocking for my daughter. Wow. Who was just a youngster at that time. And so I did that and finished it. It, it looks terrible. Um, <laughs> but it, it's um but you did it. it I did it and it was for her and we hang it every year and uh it's moth eaten and all kinds of things I now I, I then I of course had to do one for my son uh who was born six years after that okay and then I started doing it for grandchildren and for um spouses okay. and um I have a real challenge facing me now because I have decided I, I, I think I'm pretty much done with doing these because it t- the last one took me over three years. Oh wow! The child I did it for is was like four or five <laughs> by the time I had it ready. So I'm debating because um, we have a new my my grandson is getting married in the in the spring, my granddaughter already got married, and neither of them have anything. And then I'm going to be a great grandmother um, in February and I've got to have twins and that means two, right? right. So, um, I'm, I'm thinking maybe I'm just going to buy some maybe, but, um, last summer when we, we've been going back to Iowa for Christmas the last several years. And this this year, uh, well, I guess COVID got it started staying here. Yeah. Um, last summer when we were home, we just decided to hang the things permanently So they they would be up whenever we breezed in for whatever holiday. And um, I kind of have run out of space where to put them. So I don't know. And I I took much too much time talking about that. Um, (laughs) That's okay. It'll be fun to hear what you do next with those. Well, the other thing is that when I was growing up, um, my memory is of Christmas Eve when we would go to church, and at, uh, Christmas Eve at church was a a service that the children put on and, oh, and songs and carols and and so forth, and all of the younger kids would be given a what we called a piece. I don't know if you've ever heard it referred to a piece to memorize. And it would be a Bible verse or it'd be a, just a one sentence out of the, the, the Christmas story. And, uh, you know, as a child, I, I, I had this need to succeed. And so it mine had to be perfect. I couldn't, it, it was cute for the kids to forget their lines, but that sure. wasn't going to be me. That wasn't going to so be you, yeah. <laughs> until I got through that part, I did not enjoy Christmas Eve. But then I remember Santa coming into, actually into the, the sanctuary. Oh, um, afterwards, I don't know if they do that anymore. But he'd have a bag with him, and and Aww. there'd be bags of candy for each child. And the candy I remember in there, besides that hard stuff that I, I hate, but um, were these chocolate uh, drops that had just kind of this really sugary vanilla filling in them. But they were these large drops. Um, so. I, and I don't do anything like that at Christmas anymore. So, oh, I'm that's sorry. It. You got me. You know, I when, when you first asked me this, I thought I I can't remember anything. We don't really do much. And all of a sudden, I start thinking of things and go way back. I guess when you're, yeah, it does it, that it, it, to you. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, that's that. That's I will stop there. That's okay. Yeah.
0: Yesterday, um, my book club met and we were talking about the same thing, you know, favorite Christmas traditions or memories or whatever. And it was so fun to hear people talk. And it was the same thing where they were, you know, gosh, I haven't
1: thought about that in a long time. And so I love that. I I think that's what makes Christmas Christmas and yeah. other holidays too, but especially Christmas. Christmas is because a You look back thing. On, yeah. on, on what you it was family then mm-hmm. and family that's no longer with me or family that yeah. doesn't get together anymore. And so you have these memories to look back on to keep you going. Yeah, I agree. Totally. I love As that. you watch Love Actually for one more time, <laughs> see, <laughs> I have to watch that. I don't
0: think I've ever seen that movie, and I'm, I'm realizing really? I need to apparently.
1: <laughs> oh, I, it used to be for me the the um the, uh, the the family, and this was their first one that the Christmas vacation. Um oh yeah the Kevin uh, Chase the, that one Yeah that it's not the Grinches but it sounds like the, the Griswolds Griswolds Yes yes and and yes In <laughs> fact I was going to talk about that in a little bit when I talk about my book but um
0: Well let's let's jump
1: into your book then tell us what book oh, you'd like to share with us Well okay I the book that I'm going to share with you is number 8 in Ooh. my nine book series This is called The Dragon Lady Gets Her Due Oh and you would never guess that is a holiday book. From that, <laughs> but, um, my all my books in the Mahjong series feature a, a Mahjong term in the title. Okay, and oh, well, the, some of the tiles are called the dragons in, in Mahjong, and they are red, white, and and green. You okay, know, nobody needs to know that. But I, I stayed with the generic dragon, and I kept wondering what am I going to do with that. And then the more I thought about it. I love the idea of a dragon lady. Now, I couldn't come up with somebody in my own past that I could model this on, which is probably just as well. But there (laughs) have been snippets of different people you've met over the years. The women who want to be in charge, try to be in charge, are in charge, but it comes with the cost um, to their personality, to their relationships with other people, and so forth. And so this is a story about Eleanor Gilchrist, and I, it's funny, I hadn't realized how close that resembled Griswold until now, but anyhow. <laughs> um, Eleanor was like that. She's a shy person, but um, when they first moved into this beautiful neighborhood in Florida on this street called Sable uh, Palms Terrace, um, Sable Palms are the, are the state uh, tree. I don't know if you knew okay. that about Florida. Um, I it's didn't the high, know. the high one with just the, you know, the little hopping, okay. but um she decided, I don't know where she got the idea, but she thought that she would would um, organize a group lighting event for the holidays every year. Uh, Christmas, but I call it holidays, but that takes a lot of work and a lot yeah. of energy, a lot of money, and a lot of people for it to be a success. And for Eleanor to, to pull this off, she basically had to step on everybody push them, pull them, threaten them, whatever. But over the years, their lighting event has become quite the feature of their town, of this town uh, in Serendipity Springs, Florida. Okay. Um, And Eleanor takes great pride in that. Eleanor works year round on that because that (laughs) is her thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I was going to talk about the Griswolds. Well, the thing is that in the movie, the christmas vacation that's what clark wants to do too to his home he he buys almost every light he can find in the hardware store and he gets wraps that house in lights so that uh and and what he winds up doing is there's a power shortage oh right he knocks it out for their neighbors um but also they do show um i think a space view i'm not sure if they're in a (laughs) Uh, a shuttle or what this is glowing on the earth you can see it from outer space but Eleanor's isn't quite like that but um, (laughs) one of the things that uh, when I moved here 13 years ago that I discovered was that we have our own lighting event on one street okay and it, it pull pulls in traffic um, because people come from far and near to see this every right. year. It's grown over the years. I think this is the last year for it. Now, this is not based on that event. I have to keep saying that for legal purposes, I guess, but that was my inspiration for this. okay? The person who runs this is nowhere near like Eleanor is, but I wanted to I wanted to do something that it would be typical to Florida, uh, mm-hmm. Central Florida where this is based. And so we have this lighting event. What happens though, is that Eleanor has become such a tyrant and in this year in particular because she's heard that there that's possible they she can get the 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 event on one of these TV shows that that highlight lighting events if you right. can you imagine a TV shows actually based on that that's but so funny uh, so everything has to be even more perfect she starts buying new things for people there's a new entrance so that you can see it right away from the, the street. And so when that arrives, she wants she go ha, drags her husband out to the backyard where they assemble it there just to see how it will look. And he goes to bed, but she stays out there drinking her glass of wine for a while, just ogling that. her ogling her beautiful new um it, it's a semicircle. Um, okay. they, anyhow, unfortunately, she takes the wrong step at one point and is electrocuted. Oops. And so a rather shocking ending to Our Lady. And thus begins a story uh, that brings in my four women who, who right. play right. Mahjong together, who solve crimes together. But somehow they just show up in their backyard, literally in this case, because the the lead character in this one, Sydney Bonner, uh, lives just down the street from this mm. event. Now, they live around the bend, and so they their group has never been included in this until this year when Eleanor approached them because she wanted to make this e- even, even better, bigger. so she wanted to go farther with it. And so she prevails upon um, Sid to get on her committee, but Sid gets involved otherwise, um, working on the, the campaign of her, we can follow this, one of the four has a boyfriend who is the sheriff okay. and the sheriff is running for re-election it's that time of year again as you would call the time we just came through
0: yeah um, in,
1: in November but it starts way back in the summer into into um early fall and so she has become his campaign manager um and the guy has a whole new idea how he should be conducting his campaign and what his platform should be uh contain but 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 meanwhile her friend the sheriff that she's working with can prevails upon her to help him solve this crime quickly ah. so they can get it off the books before christmas so
0: it wasn't an accident that she got electrocuted is well the... it was
1: meant to look like an accident but That's no not when you walk over wires that have uh that been kind of uh, planted and and disguised gotcha. and are set to go off so yeah nice so that so the rest of the book is about the campaign and about the solving of the interviewing the various suspects and most of them are people that live on the block imagine the interviewing all your neighbors yeah walking down the block and wondering are they a murderer is it safe anymore to (laughs) live here what's happened here there's an ex-husband involved that gets brought in he doesn't live there and there's a former neighbor who who uh, wanted to do his own light show and couldn't get along with her. So he moved to another part of town. He's now oh. starting his own competing uh, group. So he could be a possible suspect. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Anyhow. Uh, it's, it's always fun to have all the
0: collection of potential suspects. I like we, we never
1: do get actually get to Christmas in this book. Okay. Um, but, but it, it but leads up holiday to themes because it's about all the planning that goes into this light show because the How light show does come off with even without Eleanor. But our dragon lady does get her due she
0: does indeed
1: figuring out how that happened and who did it that's the it's all the
0: story that's i love cozy mysteries and especially ones that kind of keep you guessing to the end um i that's a lot of fun and and i hope i did that with this one that's awesome yeah that's fun and i like hearing this the inspiration behind stories because I think that's always fun. (laughs) And even though there wasn't like a person necessarily, right? You know, you glean different pieces from people that you've seen or books that you've read or shows that
1: you've seen. I had a boss when I was in college. I'd be home for the summers working for JC Pennies. I had a boss that I reported to and, and she had a terrible reputation in in the store for being brusque and demanding but I got to know her and she really was a sweetheart so like it, it really isn't based on her but there's pieces of that yeah, I, I, yeah. her image fits in my mind this st- tall stark woman um so that's interesting a bit yeah who who Eleanor is yeah it's I would think
0: it's hard as a writer to not have somebody in mind while you're writing you have to you have to at least you know have pieces of people or at least yes something that you're thinking about that you you know can work from so so that's fun so and the name of that one again is the dragon lady gets her due yes that's, that's a lot and, of
1: fun. It. You know, they're, they're basically standalone. So you don't have to have read the first seven books in order to understand this one. Although anybody uh, that's listening to this who wants to go out and start with the first book exactly. in the series and work your way up. The first book is called Cracks in a Marriage because the crack is one of the tiles in, in Mahjong also. Awesome.
0: Yeah, hopefully uh, read this one and it'll make you want to go back and read the others. So I would hope so. Yes, exactly. And
1: I love. it. Oh, and one thing I wanted to mention about it being a little bit unique is if you look at the cover, the only way you'd know it's Christmas, it's, it's a holiday-themed book, is that there is a, a big pine tree in the and the yard at this house. It's behind it, and it's got some Christmas lights on it, and the house has Christmas lights. You know, okay. light, light, light. Um, and then there's there's a dead body. Uh, the the legs of a dead body that are peeking out from under another tree Um, but the background for this house the house is yellow if i I recall but the background is an orangey a reddish orange now who sees orange for christmas very often it's kind of a transition (laughs) from from pumpkin time i guess exactly yeah to, to um the the background but um that's funny my uh, my cover artist and I mm. talked about this because most of my covers are a blue green of some sort, and this was a, this was a departure. But more we looked right? at it, the more we thought, yeah, this this is what we're going to go with. Love it, that's fun. I like it when
0: make it pop a little bit, maybe it certainly cool. does. Yeah. yeah. So, do you have a favorite holiday book that you enjoy have enjoyed reading or
1: like to read? I do. Um, actually I thought of two and okay. I haven't read them for a while but um, the first one I think may be more uh, familiar to your listeners it, it's um, Skipping Christmas by John Grisham I love which that became book. became the movie The Crunk the Cranks or
0: The Crunk yeah Cranks The Cranks this is one of my favorite Christmas books
1: Uh, And well, okay, then I don't need to go too much farther. No, go ahead and talk about it. It's about the couple that have been together. They have one child who's gone off. They don't think she'll be home for Christmas. They decide to take the money they would normally spend on the big holiday party they plan and all the decorations that they put up and um, what they would spend on their daughter. And they're going to use it to buy tickets to go on a cruise. Yeah. Well,
0: your book kind of reminds me of this because they have a block where I think everybody has like That's a 10-foot right. snowman or something up on their roof. And the fact that this guy is not going to do it ticks off the whole neighborhood.
1: It does. It does. <laughs> it's so funny that way. And and they don't realize that they're going to have that impact on their neighbors. And for a while, they, they're going, well, okay, fine. Sorry. I don't care. Yeah, um, This is our, our Christmas. But then everything goes topsy-turvy when the daughter just calls him at the last at very the last, last minute, minute. yeah says guess what I'm coming home and coming I'm bringing home. my fiance that I met in South America yeah and I can't wait till we have the holiday party I've tonight. been telling him all about our holiday traditions yes <laughs> yes so and there's this last minute frenzy to put everything together and it's only with the help of their neighbors yeah that they're able to pull it off that I love um, that book
0: such and, and a fun
1: the, one it's a total departure for Grisham.
0: It is. Um, It is. And and it's a really good Christmas book because it brings you back to like the true spirit of Christmas.
1: Yes. Because in the end they wind up, um, they don't go on the cruise. They, they, they give that to somebody else. So yeah. Um, The other book, I don't know if you've heard of um, because it's a little older, it's called the best Christmas pageant ever. I've seen Um, that one. Yeah. It's by Barbara Robinson. And it's a very short book. It's great for book clubs that still want to do something for Christmas in, okay. in December. But um, this is this goes fast, and this is about the six herdman kids. They're bun- They're kind of they have a reputation in town uh, for being juvenile delinquents, but they're not. They get in trouble all the time, uh-huh. and then they hear that there are free treats given away at this church. Um, every Sunday morning if they go to Sunday school okay well these kids can't resist cookies so they start going to this church and in the course of that they they hear about this Christmas pageant that's getting planned so they somehow decide that this is going to be cool they're going to be and nobody and once they volunteer to take the parts nobody else wants to be in the pageant with oh, them no. so it's basically all six of those kids and the poor woman that um is the narrator's mother is the one who's planning it she gets to figure out how to to pull this off with these kids who know nothing about the christmas story wow. so the book is about them learning about the christmas story and then the meaning of christmas Aww. through their eyes so
0: how fun that sounds like a really fun one I'll have to um I'll have to check that one out still got plenty of time to read that one before Christmas so that'll be fun so skipping Christmas by John Grisham excellent book the uh, best Christmas pageant ever and who was that one by Barbara Robinson Barbara Robinson awesome I will link both of those and yours the dragon lady gets to do in our show notes um, Great. It, those are some fun Christmas books to um, fill up your reading time. Where can people get a hold of you?
1: Well, the best way to do that or find out about me is to go to my website, um, which I try to keep up to date. Nice. I keep adding the new books as they come on. And so um, you've got that that you're going to put in your notes. I will. Yep. Uh, otherwise, yep. it's, it's Barbara Barrett
0: Okay, I will make sure that that is linked
1: as well. And you have a and newsletter. I have- I have oh. a monthly newsletter or try yeah. to make it monthly. I'm going to try to do two this month because nice. I've got a lot going on and it's called, it's a mystery to me. They get a freebie with that, which is, uh, goes with, it's the, uh, it's an intro to the Mahjong mystery series, oh, uh, That kind of explains the game and the four characters. And, um, that's just my, thank you for signing up for my newsletter. Well, very uh, good. I will be looking, thinking about some additional freebies in the, in the new year, but uh, that's a good I mean, one for the,
0: for the holiday book, the dragon lady gets her due. So that's perfect.
1: Yes. Nice. Uh, oh, and and I should mention that my, my first book in that series cracks in a marriage, the digital version is free. That's so, even better. Uh, go on align one of your favorite booksellers and um, you should find it there. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks Barbara for joining me today. This was a lot of fun talking holiday stuff with you. Thank you very much for having me, and um, Mer- Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, uh, Kwanzaa, uh, all, 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 all of those yeah. to, to your listeners, and anybody that isn't even into the holidays, I just wish you good health into this coming year, because that's really important, as we all really are. Is. Yeah,
0: thanks, Barbara. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining me today on the Literary Escapes podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and maybe would like some more literary escape book recommendations, then come check out the Literary Escape Society. We're a community of travelers who love books or maybe book lovers who love to travel. Either way, if you need an escape, a literary escape, come join us as we read our way around the world together, one book at a time. Check out the show notes to learn more about the Literary Escape Society. And we'll see you next time on the next episode.